Why aren't Dylan Lewis and I Facebook friends on this technology edition of Industry Focus? Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly, joining you here from Fool Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. It is Friday, November 6, 2015, and joining me to talk about why Facebook has been awarded a higher valuation than GE and Wells Fargo is Dylan Lewis. How's it going, man? I'm, I'm good. You know, I, I hadn't thought about it, but yeah, we're not friends on Facebook. It's, it's kind of sad. I don't know. Are you friends with a lot of people at the office on Facebook? I would say like 10 to 12. Okay, I'm at two. Okay, so, that that might be why. Yeah, Michael Douglas and Christine Hargis, both in editorial, yeah. and they friended me. You need to branch out. I need to branch out. But, to be fair, I did have the opportunity to make a couple new friends at The Fool, at Boom. Palooza. Boom. So, uh, yeah, we had Yeah, our, did you have a good time? I had a great time. Uh, Actually, for all our listeners, yeah. Dylan, what is Fool of Palooza? Fool Palooza is our annual, semi-annual, every we year and a half-ish shift annual, thing. We had um, a company retreat, and so uh, basically- have some business meetings, have some fun, um, play games, happy hour, have a nice little dinner. Uh, you know, maybe do some golfing if that's your speed, or some paintball. I happen to get a massage. What did you do for your activity? Uh, free time, free time. Oh no! So I kinda... also enge- I also enjoyed a little bit of a wine tasting. Yeah, well, so why not? So, in Southern Maryland, on the shores of the Chesapeake, why not drink some wine? <laughs> great way to uh, get to know some other fools. Uh, got some nice business takeaways out of all of our meetings. Kind of looking forward to seeing what comes out. Yeah, of I'm excited. Quarters, very excited. Um, so I came back super relaxed, very and excited chill. to see what happened with earnings this week, and here we are. Yeah, and uh, actually, uh, I'm pretty excited having you know gone to full of pools and everything, but probably not as excited as Facebook is following these earnings. Absolutely incredible. Um, how did the earnings look, first and foremost? Fantastic. So actual earnings uh, were $0.57 uh, cents per share in EPS against a consensus $0.52 cents per share. Uh, revenue was $4.5 billion against a projected $4.37 by, uh, by analysts. And of course, the stock made a new... All time high, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> I think immediately after an, uh, earnings had been announced, uh, it popped like five percent, something like that. I think right. it settled somewhere up like three and a half, four percent for the week. But uh, market was obviously very happy with the results. A lot right. of encouraging stuff in here. Um, God, do you remember years ago? By the way, they say years. I mean two or three. When everybody's like, "Oh, they got to figure out how to monetize." Blah 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 blah. Oh, it was, it was the mobile, the yeah. mobile quandary, right? Do you? It's just funny. Just I don't know. Everything's twenty twenty in hindsight, but anyway. Yeah. And and we will get into just how they have totally taken over mobile, uh, kind of later on. In yeah. The show. Okay. So, um, uh, an interesting thing you were telling about before we went on air here came out of the you know the the release and the conference call and everything, which is their uh, their their three goals, their scorecard. Um, so, what is Facebook using to score itself internally? Because they broadcast it publicly. Mm-hmm. So, what are these things? How are they look? How are these things looking right now? Yeah, I think one of the great things that came out of the conference call, and why I always urge investors to read the conference call and check in on the companies that they hold or the companies that they're interested in, is you get a lot more insight than just the top line numbers that you'll get from a standard earnings report. And so, one of the things that Sheryl Sandberg, uh, COO of Facebook, said in the conference call: uh, Our results show that we continue to make progress on our three priorities: capitalizing the shift to mobile. Uh, growing the number of marketing, marketers using ad, ad products and making our ads more relevant and effective. So those are your big three right there. Um, uh, so th- I wanted our listeners to hear about this because before we went on air, we were talking about it. And um, I am way more likely to click on an ad if it's on my PC. And I don't yeah. click on any there either. But is it just this is actually, you know, we're not necessarily the target market. It's actually people that are using their phones and iPads as their computer. And that's what we're talking about because I just that might be the case. I'm I'm in the same struggle with um, with Facebook's mobile success as you are, I think, in, in trying to grasp really what's going on. Because 
I, I'm the same way. You know, like if I click on an ad on mobile, it's by accident. Because Facebook has over a billion users. Mm-hmm. The U.S. population is 350 million. So obviously, two thirds of their customer base is outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. And people outside the United States do use their, that's why they're making smartphones so much bigger. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, people, particularly in, you know, China and everything, they use their, their phones as their computers a lot. And I don't know if that's the, I, it's just very odd to me. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about the shift to mobile. Facebook and Instagram together continue to account for over one in five minutes on mobile in the U.S. What does that mean? Yeah, so it's one of the things that they hit on the call. Um, so 20% of minutes on mobile in the U.S. by browsers is accounted for by Facebook and Instagram, which is incredible. Uh, you know, they talked about- Hold on, I'm reflecting on my day yesterday. Sound about right? That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't tell anyone. <laughs> I swear, I was looking up on Pool of Flu. You know, I, I always see you at your desk on your phone. Now I know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, no, and that's amazing. And it's something they talked about on on the conference call was like they have two of the most powerful mobile platforms uh, at mean, their disposal, yeah. Yeah. and you know, like they are absolutely crushing it. And I think uh, something that really highlights that, you know, uh, the research firm, the statistic visualization firm, Statista, like they always send out these daily emails, and I subscribe to them because I send out a lot of the ideas to writers. I was like, hey, this would be something that'd be really cool to incorporate into an article. And I got something the day after Facebook reported earnings, and it was before I'd really gotten a chance to dig into the data. Is this the cool infographic? This is the cool infographic I saw. And uh, the title is, uh, Facebook's growth is entirely fueled by mobile ads. And so it breaks out Facebook's revenue uh, by three major segments, desktop advertising, mobile advertising, payments. And you know, you look at the numbers, like maybe in a table or something like that, and like you see the growth and everything. But I, to see it visualized is pretty staggering. Um, that's a pretty line up. Yeah, I mean, I mean desktop has been up. flat since more or less flat since uh, early 2012, and almost all of the growth you know the company has made on its top line has been via mobile. And it's a little bit of payments. Um, how do you taking a step back real quick? Because we just did a show on Google, mm-hmm. and um, their revenue per ad on mobile is of course going down. Right, but they're making it up on volume, so yeah. it's fine. Um, does Facebook mention any of that at all? Does it matter to them? Yeah, and I think. Uh, that's a great point, and I think it plays into kind of the relevant and effective uh, mandate that Facebook has set for themselves when it comes to okay. their ads, right? And so uh, they got into their ad price volume metrics on the conference call. They said average price per ad increased sixty one percent, while uh, total impressions declined ten percent on a year over year basis. So if you're looking at year over year how they're making their money, like that's very encouraging. You know what? It- just goes to show because we've mentioned this again before. Facebook has way more info on me than Google does, and Google has a lot of info, so that's probably helping their ads. Yeah, I, I think it it's pretty level playing field in terms of the data collection. Uh, but um, like all in all, I think you have to be very encouraged by what you're seeing on the price per ad side. And so they pointed to two main drivers for this. One of them being the shift to mobile and how effective those ads have been, and um, one of the other main ones being page redesigns impacting advent inventory. And so that comes into play. Uh, you'll notice on the right column, okay. uh, I think there used to be... I was about to, be, to say, my Facebook looks kind of the same. So <laughs> Yeah, I think there used to be more ads populating over there, uh-huh. and they've been a little more selective with that. Um, and one of the things they talked about is like moving forward, we should um, not really expect the same dramatic year-over-year swings. Uh, basically, they've hit a full year of comps on, okay. after the redesign. So we won't be seeing these swings moving forward. But if you were to look at things sequentially, I, th- I think you're still very encouraged by the results. Uh, cost and volume both look great. Volume increased 7%, and average price was up 5%. Got it. So, great numbers to see. Um, and, you know, like we talked about with Google, like... So, this compares really well with Alphabet's Google. Yeah. Like, this absolutely. is... Yeah. yeah. So, and this is something we've talked about on the show before, is Google, I- I'm guessing due to lower engagement and lower R- ROI on mobile, have had to cut back their CPCs. 
And it could also be something where uh, it's simply a supply-demand thing, where right. you know the inventory is larger, and so it's slightly less competitive. But I think it probably has to do more with ROI than anything else. Um, so uh, because of all this, most likely, um, it seems to me like uh, more and more advertisers, it looks like, are jumping on the Facebook bandwagon yeah. because they're getting more and more people just throwing money at them. Yeah. And and so the other growth driver they're looking at is the number of marketers. Obviously, the more people that are interested right. in advertising on your platform, uh, the better long term for top line, bottom line. And so I just kind of want to run through the number of active advertisers that they have on the platform over time, just to give you a sense of the growth that they have and kind of where they're looking to move things. Um, so July 2014, they had 1.5 million active advertisers. Good. Okay. Uh, as of February 2015, they're up to 2 million. Uh, so it's 33% growth. And now uh, in their most recent report, they noted 2.5 million uh, monthly active advertisers. And these are basically companies, right? Yeah. 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 And so um, if you read the conference call, you noted that they made a lot of references to small businesses, SMBs. And I, I think that this is such a valuable market for them because it's really easy for them to find a mutually beneficial uh, solution. I, right. So one of the things that they talked about quite a bit is that uh, most uh, it, it's kind of a struggle to get a very good web presence as a small company. Right. right. I mean, it's costly to set up a website, especially if you want to venture into like the mobile app type thing. Right. Um, I believe it was Sheryl Sandberg said that 35% of small businesses have no web presence whatsoever, which is wow. insane. And so this is 2015, right? We yeah. haven't gone back in time, like. <laughs> right? No, it, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like you, you would expect that number to be right. much smaller. Um, and one of the metrics they pointed to is there are 45 million SMB pages on Facebook, and so that's that's where you go if you got a little shop around the corner, right? And it's a free way to get set up. And have a web presence without really investing all that much up front. Right? right. And you can start to see, you know, you build up a following. Um, maybe you have some nice engagement with customers and you start to see the value proposition there. And so uh, I think two numbers we're going to continue to see them highlight in future earnings calls is this number of active advertisers and the number of small businesses that are, you know, have pages. Um, one of the main reasons for that is they said that. Eighty percent of the two point five million advertisers started with SMB pages, which are free, right? And then saw the value, worked their way into some of these simplified ad products, and are now right. more robustly involved in um, the. So it's a partnership, long term yeah. partnership. Yeah, and it's and it's something that I think scales incredibly well because the intro level is free, and you know you can kind of start to see the value that's being added, um, and it's a huge addressable market when you think about the number of small businesses that are out there. Right. Cool. Well, before we move on, I wanted to point our listeners to the newly redesigned Focus.Fool.com. There, you'll discover a special offer to join the Motley Fool's Stock Advisor newsletter for all industry-focused listeners. All loyal IF listeners have access to a special discount on Stock Advisor that works out to $129 for a full two-year subscription. Just go to Focus.Fool.com to take advantage of this offer. Once again, that is Focus.Fool.com. So, Dylan, um, I know you dug into the port and pulled some cool stats for us. Yeah. Um, how many people are on Facebook? Um, are they still stalking me and trying to sell me T-shirts? What else can you tell me? They will never stop stalking you and no. trying to sell you T-shirts. I swear. <laughs> the constant will be stalking you and trying to sell you T-shirts. Until I buy one. Yes. Um, so, yeah, the, the one of the other headline numbers that people love to look at in terms of growth and things like that is monthly active users and daily active users. Um, Facebook reported 1.55 billion monthly active users, which is up 14% year over year. What's and the population of mankind? Is it just over 8 I think we're around seven, but I could be wrong. 
Okay. That's one of those stats that I haven't Continue. had to know. I haven't had to up. know that one in a while. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's a big chunk of our species, either way. Yeah. So that's fourteen percent year over year, three point six percent sequentially, and one billion daily active users, up sixteen point five percent year over year and four percent sequentially. Oh, you're right. Uh July twenty fifteen, sorry to interrupt, yes. may I? Uh seven point three billion. Okay. So well, it's- Eh, 1.55 by 7.3. I'll meet you in the middle. 20, 21, yeah, 21% of the human population is on Facebook. That's pretty incredible. Awesome. Yeah, and and you think about the number of people that actually have access to internet, I think it's somewhere closer to yeah. 3 billion, yeah. probably. That's so, half yeah. of internet users. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, both of those numbers are great to see. You know, you, uh, you think about how growth rates work and just the denominator getting larger and larger, right. and they're still posting. Decent. Pretty impressive yeah. growth, um, yeah. especially when you compare to some, them to some of the other social media outlets like Twitter, right. uh, which is posting relatively similar growth despite right. a much smaller denominator. Um, another nice thing that they highlighted was 8 billion daily video views on Facebook. Whoa. Yeah. I'm trying to think. No, because I went to YouTube for the Star Wars trailer the other day. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that we'll continue to see with them is... Um, Hosted content and right. moving away from having embedded YouTube links. Um, you know, like they asked a little bit. Uh, analysts asked a little bit about uh, their content aims. Uh, I think it was much more oriented on like what we're seeing in terms of length. Um, but you know, like a lot of the execs there noted, like we're seeing a lot of folks like you know, like late night talk show hosts, things like that, segmenting their shows into these very nice, digestible one to three minute clips, something very similar to kind of what we do with our partners here. Um, Rather than posting full shows, you know, which is right. kind of what you see a little bit more, I think, with YouTube. Um, so, like, again, just something to watch out for. Uh, videos play incredibly well on the platform. I expect that number only to go up in the coming quarters. So, uh, the biggest growth number I'm seeing here is the number of employees. What up with that? Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, they are up to almost 12,000 employees, which is up 44% year over year. And so, wow. continuing to invest in talent. What, I wonder what all these people are doing. I don't know. Yeah. I would think at a certain point, it's got to be sales staff, right? But that is just total for all the ads, yeah. Really, yeah. On my part, um, I so, think one of the one of the most impressive things was uh, Facebook has four properties with more monthly active users than Twitter. Staggering. They yeah. just buy Twitter. Who are we getting? Yeah. Uh, so I have to ask. Um, we've given a glowing review yes. so far. Uh, were there any bad parts? Yeah, I, you can't have a perfect earnings report, no. right? Like something's got to not do well. Um, so <laughs> if you were going to nitpick here, uh, total payments. And other fee revenue, which is a tiny, tiny part of their business. Yeah, I mean that was like a little sliver on that pretty chart you had earlier. So yeah, it, it was uh, two hundred and two million, which is down eighteen percent year over year. Uh, and this was not unexpected; uh, it was anticipated. It had to do with uh, PC gaming activity. Um, obviously, wait, wait, gamers are paying each other with fa- okay. It, I think it has to do with the um, in-game purchases. Oh, I that see. You have yeah, on, yeah, yeah, on yeah. some of the very Say popular no games on the platform. Got it. Um, so obviously, like you know, you hate to see a dip, but it's such a tiny part of their business. Right. It, it's really uh, this, this revenue pays for Facebook's headquarters cafeteria, which I hear is lovely. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. So I wouldn't worry much about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what's up with the other products you're talking about? It? So what else do they own? Um, can we make fun of WhatsApp some more? Uh, what else do they own? How are those doing? Yeah. Just to check in on some user counts for the other properties that I'd mentioned earlier. Uh, Instagram up to 400 million uh, monthly active users. Messenger up at 700 million monthly active users, and WhatsApp at 900 million monthly. You active keep users. talking about these services that are free, near as I can tell. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, 
what did what attracted the most attention? Did yeah. did they give him a hard time for WhatsApp still or is still like waiting and seeing? Because need I remind our listeners they spent twenty one billion dollars on oh, this. Oh yeah, after after thing. settlement. Yeah. yeah. I think, the, anyway, I think the sticker number, which is on actually that. looking good, well, actually bad now because the stock's at an all-time high. But anyway, one of the coolest things about that transaction was uh, sticker cost was I think nineteen billion, right? And because so much of the deal was weighted towards stock uh, stock grants, um, it wound up ballooning to what do you say twenty twenty one twenty two? And I have to uh, think it's more now. Yeah, just, what was the stock then? Yeah, you know, but anyway, solely because of stock price appreciation. appreciation. Yeah. So good for the WhatsApp guys. Yeah, great for them. Um, yeah, they they focus quite a bit on Instagram. Uh, in the conference call, not surprisingly, because that is, I think, the one that has the most clear path to monetization, right? Right. It is the most similar to what has worked already with Facebook, and a lot of the messaging from them kind of, you know, was along we, those lines. We used Instagram at Foolapalooza. Mm-hmm. A lot of people I know still use it. I mean, it's... It's very popular. Um, I, last I checked, I think maybe it was like nine months ago, 12 months ago, they had uh, 300 million Monthly active users, yeah. So awesome you're seeing growth, yeah. really solid growth, um, which is great to see. Um, yeah, I, I think that is kind of the next big segment for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they started introducing ads this quarter. Uh, it seems like they're so going, it is going to be ad yes, based, but they are going to be. And this is something they've communicated several times. They're going to be very slow, very deliberate about what that ad rollout looks like. They've been very selective when it comes to what is good enough to be on the platform. Uh, they know it's a valuable space, and they don't want to mess with user experience because of that. Um, so they talked a little bit about a common ad infrastructure between Facebook mm-hmm. and um, Instagram, and I think that's one of the most encouraging things is, like I said, so much of their learnings from their namesake platform are transferable to Instagram as they try to monetize it. And so you, you have to love that as an investor. Awesome. Uh, so before we go, um, we talked about this a uh, you know, couple of months ago. Um, what's up with Internet.org? Yes, right? The Internet.org. The, free Internet in the, Indian Sub-Saharan Africa. The possibly like, benevolent plan that might also lead to Facebook world domination. <laughs> right? Like that we had that debate when we were talking about open internet maybe a couple months ago. Uh, yeah, so real quick just before, you know, for our listeners that may not know what it is, what was the initiative in three sentences? Yeah, so we I actually floated the stat earlier, but uh, you know, I think maybe 3 billion people in the world, 3.5 billion people in the world have, have access yeah. to internet. And so internet.org is an initiative to bring internet access to that remaining half of the world that doesn't have internet. Um and so far, they have <laughs> rolled out free basic internet to 20, people in 29 countries, uh, which brings the total to roughly 15 million people online that wow. were not previously online, which is now fantastic. This, I mean, it's a, it's a drop in the bucket considering how addressable that market is. But. Now, the criticism of internet.org is that it's not the internet that you and I know. It's actually like right. 20 services, and it's a news app and Facebook and 18 other things. Yeah, but. it's... Uh, it's everything you would need, but it's not with any variety within that, right? right. It's got like messaging services, job posting type things, but it's not um, it's not a free and open internet, which is why I think it's kind of controversial right. uh, for some people. But um, I think ultimately you have to be happy that more people are getting internet, the world's becoming more connected. Uh, I think two very cool things to watch down the pike um, that they talked about a little bit was Aquila, which is uh, an aircraft designed to beam internet down to communities from the sky. Which sounds terrifying. This sounds like the next James Bond movie, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so, so that's going to be coming down, um, you know, sometime in the near future. Uh, something they also discussed was uh, to address the sub-Saharan African market um, using a satellite-based internet access, Sweet. which is pretty cool. 
Sweet. Cool. Yep. Well, Dylan, thanks for your thoughts. Always a pleasure. We'll do it again in three months. Yep. Uh, if you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Again, that is industryfocus at fool.com. As always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks that they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Dylan Lewis, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on. <laughs>